Welcome back to Litcentric Radio, the podcast that's a literacy coach in your pocket. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Webb. Welcome to season six. I'm looking forward to sharing a wonderful collection of books with you and, of course, some powerful lesson ideas to go along with them. Uh, This season, we're operating under another theme. So last season, season five, we dedicated to Black Lives Matter, and we did this through featuring authors, illustrators, and main characters who are all members of the Black community. And for season six, we're kicking it old school, at least some of the time, uh, with the theme of classroom classics. Now, these are books that belong in every classroom, at least in my opinion. Some of them, like today's text, are quite old and are actually considered to be classics by many people already. Others that I'll share may be brand new, but I predict that they'll join the ranks of other classics in time. These books will age like a fine wine. And as always, today's lesson is free to Litcentric Insiders. Now, Litcentric Insiders are members of my email list. And if you join Litcentric Insiders this week before Friday, January 22nd, 2021, I'll send you the lesson free also. So to actually become a Litcentric Insider, all you need to do is go to litcentric.com and scroll about halfway down the homepage and you'll see a sign up button right there and just add in your email and you will get this free lesson as well as some other goodies that I release every once in a while to only my Litcentric Insiders. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at exploring voice with the text, Miss Nelson is Missing. Now, there's so many reasons to love Miss Nelson is Missing. I hope that you already know about this book, but some of you may not because it was actually originally published in 1977. So this is one of those true classics that's been around a long, long time. And I love it because the author and illustrator, Harry Allard, and the illustrator, James Marshall, they had a really highly collaborative author-illustrator relationship. And actually, originally, they were professor and student when they first met, so Allard being the professor. And Miss Nelson is Missing is one of the projects that they did together, probably their most popular, actually. And it really is the perfect blend of mystery and humor, and I think that's why it has endured as a classroom favorite all these years. Now, with Miss Nelson is Missing, I like to use it to explore voice with my students because the characters in this story are so obviously different that the contrast between the two helps students understand how authors use voice to convey, you know, different things like the different characters. Now, voice isn't just how characters actually talk or what they sound like, but it's also things like uh, either the characters or the whole piece's tone, the perspective it takes the personality that comes through, attitudes, appearances, and more. So the voice that we explore in today's text not only comes through in the writing from Mr. Allard, but also in the illustrations by Mr. Marshall. So we're going to rely heavily on some of those illustrations combined with the text to really drive home the different voices being conveyed with these two different characters. And that's why today's book offers such a great opportunity for exploring voice and writing. Besides, exploring voice is a lot of fun. I think you'll find that when you give your students a little bit of leeway and teach them how playful they can be when they explore voice, that they'll really start writing for you in ways that you've never seen before. It really makes it more of like an adventure and an experiment, and it encourages students to take risks and have a lot of fun with their writing. So let's take a look at today's text, Miss Nelson is Missing. 
Now, Miss Nelson is a sweet, kind teacher whose students are misbehaving terribly. They're flying paper airplanes and refusing to do their work, among lots of other things. And overall, they're just being really disrespectful and downright naughty, honestly. <laughs> now, Miss Nelson, she's at her wit's end. She's not really sure what to do. But she doesn't come to school the next day. And instead, there's a substitute teacher, Miss Viola Swamp. Now, she is wicked and nasty, and she loads the kids down with work. Now, earlier when I said that the characters have different voices, you'll definitely notice the contrast between these two in the things that they say, the things that they do, and also in the ways that they look. After several days, the kids go looking for Miss Nelson, but they can't find her anywhere. Eventually, Miss Nelson returns, and the kids are overjoyed. They're so appreciative that they behave beautifully. And the story ends with Miss Nelson giggling to herself about her little secret. And I'm going to let you read the book for yourself to find out what that little secret is. Now, the text-dependent questions that we'll explore today in Miss Nelson is Missing, um, they have kind of a different variety to them. So there's questions that we uh, ask students to help them predict a little bit. We also ask students to cite some evidence as to, for example, how do you know Miss Viola Swamp is really mean? There's lots of really good evidence for students to find, not only in the text, again, but in the illustrations. And we really want to help kids understand how the plot's developing, but also uh, the moves that the author made because he actually does some really smart things in here to make us laugh and, and keep suspense going and keep the mystery up. And so some of our questions are really focused in that area as well. But for our bridge chart, we are diving right into exploring voice with students. And we're going to do this by actually using two illustrations from the text. One of the illustrations is Miss Nelson when she's sitting and reading to students uh, during story hour, as they call it uh, in the book. And the other one is when Miss Viola Swamp shows up and there's a kind of a full body image of her in all her amazing evil glory. <laughs> so instead of drawing my own versions, I like to just either snap a photo or scan um, the pictures directly from the book and then, um, you know, cut them out and glue them right onto the uh, bridge chart. But we have these two teachers here and we're going to label um, one Miss Nelson, obviously, and the other Miss Viola Swamp. And what students are going to help me do is go through visually what they notice about these characters. And we're really basically doing a compare and contrast um, just in the way that we're looking at one aspect or one feature of one teacher and then immediately doing the same thing with the other one. I'm not so concerned about students using compare and contrast language like they're alike because or Miss Nelson is different from Miss Viola Swamp because I'm not really interested in that language because the writing task is where students are going to be assuming one of the identities and not comparing the two. So I'm not going to focus real heavily on the compare contrast language in this case. But here, for example, we look at Miss Nelson and the students are going to help me label what they notice about her appearance. So um, in the picture that I chose where she's sitting on the stool, she has really sad eyes. They're kind of angled um, outwards and upwards and uh, she looks like she's very concerned or sad. So we would draw a line from her eyes kind of out into the empty space on the chart and just label it sad eyes. 
Then we move on to her sweet voice. We would label that. She sounds very sweet when she talks. She's wearing a pink dress and pink shoes, which pink is generally uh, thought of as a kind of a soft feminine color. So that would kind of match how she sounds, maybe her voice a little bit. And she has kind of an average name. There's nothing really super descript about Miss Nelson, right? It's just, you know, a name that you might hear um, any teacher having. Then we look at Miss Viola Swamp. Now, Miss Viola Swamp's eyes are angry eyes. They're angled in a very particular way, and uh, they look very, very scary. <laughs> she also has a very unpleasant voice. It, it actually uses the word unpleasant to describe her. So why not lift that right out of the text and use it on our chart? And instead of this beautiful pink dress and shoes, she's wearing an ugly black dress and shoes. And it actually uses the word ugly again in the text. So we're going to use that. Now, she also has these striped tights on which always makes me think of um, the, the Wicked Witches in uh, the Wizard of Oz movies, where remember how you know the, the house falls on the witch and you see those striped tights and then her feet kind of curl away and she disappears when they take the ruby slippers off of her? <laughs> I think a lot of us, when we see striped tights like that, we associate with that witch kind of mentality. Actually, a lot of the uh, costumes that you see on Halloween, witch costumes will have striped tights like that. So I think that's what the illustrator is really trying to drive home here, is that she's a real witch. And later on in the book, that's exactly what the kids actually say about her. So it just reinforces that idea. She also, Miss Viola Swamp, has really black lips, like black lipstick, and this really large witch-like kind of nose. So she has kind of these iconic witch features that definitely contrast really well with Miss Nelson. And so the tone and the personality and the voice of these two characters really comes out in the images and in the text. Also, Miss Viola Swamp has a really yucky name. Her last name is Swamp, right? <laughs> There's nothing really pleasant about that. <laughs> so again, very specific ways that they're referring to these teachers to show who they really truly are, their personalities, their attitudes, that type of thing. Now, I mentioned not only do we look at the actual illustrations, but we're going to pull some of the text evidence out so that students, again, get a sense of their voice. Now, I'm actually going to pull quotes of what these teachers actually say, and that reinforces this idea of voice. But remember, you have to make sure students understand that voice isn't just how people sound when they talk or even what they say. It's that tone, their personality, the attitudes, the perspectives, all of that combined is voice. Now for Miss Nelson, she speaks in a very particular way that makes her sound, again, very sweet and kind. So when the kids are naughty, she says, now settle down. And uh, when, you know, they continue to do that, she says, something will have to be done. So she doesn't sound very looming or ominous or scary, but she is trying, you know, her best in her own way to get the kids to settle down. Later on, when she returns to class, she says things like, did you miss me? And what brought about this lovely change? So the way that she speaks and the words that she uses actually encourages us as someone who's reading aloud to kids to actually soften and sweeten our voice in order to convey this character to them. On the other side, though, Miss Viola Swamp does not sound sweet or kind whatsoever. The first thing she says is, not so fast. And she says, never mind that. Open those arithmetic books. And there's lots of exclamation points and, of course, very uh, demanding, scary language. She says, we'll have no story hour today and keep your mouths shut. Sit perfectly still. If you misbehave, you'll be sorry. So she even has a threat in there. 
So of course that language contrasts really beautifully with the sweet language of Miss Nelson. So we put all of this directly on the chart, Miss Nelson on one side, we label her, we put her quotations at the bottom, same thing on the other side with Miss Viola Swamp. So kids have really explored together with you, with each other, and also back into the text. We gave them a good reason to go back into the text and find some evidence from there, and also apply some of their own thinking and language to this exercise. Now, when I ask students to write, remember, I'm not asking them to compare the two. I'm actually going to ask them to assume one of the identities. So they're either going to choose Miss Nelson or Miss Viola Swamp. And their task is to write a letter to their new class of students on the first day of school. So we're going to assume the school year has ended and they're moving on to a new group of students. Miss Nelson is one of the teachers. Miss Viola Swamp is another teacher. And what would they say to their students in that situation? And of course, we want them to make sure that the voice of those characters comes through in their letter. Um, I'm not gonna ask students to necessarily illustrate them. You can definitely do that if you want to. Uh, but in this case, I really want them to try to channel the voice by using the vocabulary and the tone and even some of the uh, punctuation that would help convey the voice of those characters. And in a letter, it's great because when you write a letter, you actually have to uh, speak as the letter writer, right? So it's really obvious who you're writing to and who's doing the writing. So it's a really easy way for students to explore voice in that, in that sense. A really fun thing to try with kids is to actually read aloud some excerpts of the language they use in their letters and have the class determine who actually wrote the letter. Was it Miss Nelson or Miss Viola Swamp? That's an excellent exercise to do because it really helps kids to tune into what are the cues or clues that are in their language that are helping to make sense of that voice and that character. So I hope you'll try out this activity with Miss Nelson is Missing. It's a wonderful book, even if you don't take it all the way through to the bridge chart and writing. I really encourage you to read it to your students. Use the text-dependent questions that are in the lesson that I'm sharing today. Uh, remember, if you become a Let-Centric Insider, you'll get this lesson for free. If you're already a Let-Centric Insider, thank you. And the lesson is already in your email inbox. And if you wanna join this week, make sure you do so by Friday, January 22nd, uh, 2021. And if you uh, sign up by then, I will email you on Saturday. You'll get the actual lesson for yourself. Also, I want to let you know of um, some resources available to you right now on YouTube. So Litcentric has a YouTube channel, and I have some videos in there in a series called Welcome to Writing. And there's actually a few different playlists. So I've organized, there's like a narrative playlist, an informational text playlist, things like that. And you can watch those videos right now and get some writing ideas for you and your students. And if you tell me what you'd like to see in those videos, we can add some more to that collection. So go ahead and visit the YouTube channel for Litcentric and follow me everywhere on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great day at school.